1: All of us have wondered at some point or another whether there is a deeper meaning to our everyday activities. Some of us may have even searched on a subconscious level for the missing component in our daily lives. The good news is that incorporating a sense of spirit into every day can fill missing gaps, expand our lives, and provide us with confidence and clarity in all decisions. Valeria Tellis interviews Dr. Lydia A. Mitchell, the author of Spiritual Reality, transforming the ordinary into the extraordinary. Dr. Lydia Ann Mitchell's goal in writing is to reintegrate the spiritual and physical aspects of our being on a daily level. With the rapidly increasing technological advances, the basic foundation of our lives has been shifted, almost shape-shifted. Lydia loves to use technology and is fascinated by it. However, as complex beings, there's more to us than the technical and physical aspects. She believes the emotional and spiritual aspects of your life play a greater part in who you are and what you create than the physical reality you see. All aspects of a person need to be considered and combined for a fully joyful and successful life. Incorporating your spirit with your daily life is a matter of awareness. The only transformation that occurs is the shift in viewpoint between yourself and the reality around you. Lydia's scientific background gives her a unique understanding of the subtle energies involved in the physical world, seen and unseen by the human eye. After obtaining her doctorate in chemistry at Carnegie Mellon University, Pittsburgh, USA, Lydia worked in research in the education and corporate world. She carried out experiments based on electromagnetic principles using radio frequencies to identify and determine the structure of compounds on a molecular level. Our atoms are oscillating at specific frequencies. These were the frequencies that she measured as a research chemist when identifying the structure and composition of organic compounds. Samples are put in a superconducting magnet and irradiated with radio frequencies, which flipped the energy levels in the atoms. This enabled her to measure their specific and identifying frequencies. Lydia has given courses and consulted for business and residential feng shui clients over 20 years in USA Spain, Ireland, and South America. She currently lives with her husband in the south of Chile. Meet Dr. Lydia at lydiaanmitchell.com. Here's the interview with Dr. Lydia A. Mitchell.
0: our own words. Who am I speaking with today?
2: (laughs) Hello Valeria and those listening. Thank you for having me on your wonderful podcast series. I am Dr. Lydia Ann Mitchell and I'm the author of the book Spiritual Reality, Transforming the Ordinary into the Extraordinary. I also have been a consultant and feng shui teacher for the last 20 years. In my other parallel life, I was a research chemist. As you may have noticed, I have an accent. I was born in Australia and apparently I have never lost my accent. It has not disappeared even after living in four countries with four different languages. I speak Spanish, living in the Patagonia region of Chile now. I also speak some rusty German, having lived in Germany for two years. So that's the basics. Taking a quick trip to the beginning when I was a child, (laughs) it's a quick trip, I could see halos around people, which I thought was natural to do. Then I realized that not everybody could do this, so I stopped seeing the halos. I went with the flow of those around me and what was considered normal there are many people in the same boat, I'm sure. I loved science and reading, so I aimed for a doctorate in chemistry. The field I chose, as it turns out, was perfect for being comfortable, with seeing the frequencies invisible to the human eye. As has been said, there are no accidents. This scientific arena actually helped me connect with a metaphysical approach to the world we live in. For me, it it opened up the possibility of new dimensions that was not visible on a daily basis. Using these techniques, I received my doctorate in physical chemistry from Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh. My research studies were carried out using electromagnetic frequencies and a superconducting magnet. With this equipment, I determined the molecular structure of compounds down to the atom. These studies helped me to relate to the unseen frequencies and the effect they have on our lives. They became real to me with the equipment I used. I could see the molecules that we are composed of defined by their frequency. I also saw the structures. I began to experiment with metaphysical ideas and approaches. Being a scientist, I needed to do the experiment myself (laughs) to see the results and see if it worked for me. Some of the understanding and experiences that I gained from this experimental approach, I described in a straightforward term in my first book, Spiritual Reality, I talk a lot about my experiments. (laughs) Well, not a lot, but somewhat. Um, In terms of metaphysical experiments, that is. I, I think the world is a fascinating place. There are so many levels and intricacies when you look at it, enough to keep you occupied for many lifetimes. At this point in my life, I want to share my experience with those who want to expand their world and perceived abilities. I'm very much driven to write books, communicating and hopefully inspiring others to shift their experience to one of increased joy, love and clarity. At this
0: time, what is the purpose of your life? That
2: is a good question. (laughs) To ask ourselves on a regular basis, I think there are many aspects of my nature that call to me. This makes it sometimes a struggle to define the purpose or have a categorized list. Um, For me, there are many purposes in life, as there are always many things I would like to do. There are also the calls of others, which can create purpose for me as well. I'll break down the question into the main components for me. On a spiritual level, my main goal and sole purpose at this time is to write books and share these with others who enjoy and gain from them on a soul level. If I do not spend some time on these projects daily or communicating body-mind-spirit aspects I tend to get grumpy. (laughs) This is the warning sign that I am not focusing on what it is my soul wants to do for me. Another purpose in my life is to be happy. This may seem like a very general purpose and goal, but I think that if I'm not happy, I will not be able to carry out my other goals in a constructive way. So given this, It is important, and it's an important goal, and supports all my other goals. Actually, I consider it a foundation goal. A third purpose I have in life, which relates to the second purpose, is to add joy to Mother Earth and those on her. I believe that every emotion and thought we have is a frequency that is transmitted to the Earth I also think that she is a highly intelligent being composed of many cells. I consider myself a salt of the earth. No, actually, I take that back. I consider myself a cell of the earth, but not necessarily a salt of the earth. A fourth purpose I have is to heal karmic lessons and relationships. I consider that everyone I have come into contact with in this lifetime has been in one of my many other lifetimes. I think we're all friends, come to learn and help each other in this lifetime. We all have moments in our life that we remember and they're hard to forget. Uh, One of them is a small example of people helping One time, um, which I won't forget, even though it's a very simple and short incident, was when I was lost in the corridors of a hospital. An intern gave me directions and went out of his obviously busy way to guide me to see my friend. I thanked the intern for walking me to the right area. I mean, he could have just told me where I needed to go. He just turned and said, you would do the same for somebody else in the future. Hmm. I thought to myself, yes, I would. For some reason, it stuck in my mind. Um, It's simple, but I think it's an effective example of the saying, what comes around goes around. He was very aware of that. And it was very kind of him, actually. But anyway, that's my main
0: goals in life. What is the meaning of freedom to you? What
2: is to be free? There are many different levels of freedom in this world. Freedom to eat, love, work, play, fight, cry, be happy, help others, hinder others. Think of others, think of yourself, freedom to help the community, freedom to relax, the list goes on and on. But besides all these forms of freedom, I think there's another freedom which is harder to define and not always considered. We are controlled to a large degree by the history of our lives, past and present, by the society beliefs, and those of our close connections. These are all programmed into our subconscious mind, whether we're aware of it or not. I believe we're controlled to a large degree by our own subconscious mind. And of course, since it's subconscious, it's not something that we are aware of or even think of as being controlling. For me, the biggest freedom of my own subconscious stories and program is the biggest. That is like the freedom. So I believe that the visions in your head and stories you're programmed with create and manifest your reality. My goal is the freedom to see every event as an event, not as a story that I or history or someone else has created, but just to see it as an event and release the judgment of the event and the attachment to the event. I manage this on occasion and it's an incredible sense of freedom. One of the ways I do this is by releasing the judgments of people as these are like thin threads that binds you to that particular story and person. Sticky threads, if you will. I've used the Ho'oponopono to great effect in doing this and been very happy with the results. So for me, this freedom on a personal level is the most important and basic freedom With this freedom, it doesn't matter about the external circumstances which can change for the better or the worse. Circumstances that we often do not have control over in the society. My inner freedom is for me alone to control and enjoy. With this inner freedom, I notice that the outer world becomes easier and clearer. I feel freer in the outer world due to my inner freedom. I think it also gives me the ability to manifest more clearly and appreciate what I have manifested.
0: What is your understanding and
2: idea of love? You have some excellent questions. (laughs) Um, Love is, of course, a very complex word, though it only has four letters, I think it's the basis of life. Without love, there's very little life. When premature babies are held and clothed, um, they're fed but they're not held, they become sickly and they had a higher mortality rate than those that were held. In some form or another, I think we all need love. Animals also need love from their clan or their owner, depending on where they are. I'd go so far as to say that trees and plants need love and appreciation. I say this from experience because years ago I had a houseplant that I just didn't like. (laughs) I watered it, I looked after it the same way as my other houseplants. It even had the same window view but for some reason, I just did not take to that plant. Not surprisingly, it did not do well. Finally, I found a happy home for it with people who wanted it. The plant flourished and even had babies. It was hard to recognize it when I visited my friends. There's a, um, it was a spider plant, by the way. There is a lot more on this subject and studies from the Finhorn Group From Elgin in Scotland, they've done some wonderful studies with plants. I believe everything's energy and everything appreciates love and recognition. Mother Earth and Father Son appreciate love sent to them. Nothing is really just a rock, so to speak. Everything is a creation and manifestation of love in some form. That is basically how I see things as a manifestation of love. God being the original source, and as part of God, our creative abilities are another source. I think we create daily, even if it is just getting a job done. We are constantly creating. When we create with love, it changes our creations and the energy associated with them. When you do not love yourself enough, It is hard for you to love others and the manifestations on the planet. You may need more love and give less. You may not even recognize love when you come across it. This is also a process. We are in a process of growing and educating ourselves. We are truly blessed to be here and take on the challenge. The difficulty and confusion comes in is when love is associated with characteristics that are not loving. When people use love to control and hurt others, when we do not love ourselves enough and manipulate others to get more love, everything has a vibration. Every chair, every rock, every organ, every human and animal We're made up of composite vibrations that form a complex and whole new vibration. In fact, we're a mass of vibrating atoms glued together with frequencies. We are 99, oh sorry, 90% space. Still not very solid at all. I believe love is the highest vibration. When we are in pure love, There's a freedom to be and let others be. There's a clarity of mind and soul. There's an ability to release past karma and forgive perceived wrongs. When we relate with love, there's an ability to communicate beyond words and beliefs. When you love the earth as a being, it enables you to be a child of the earth. We're all children of the earth. We have just lost connection with our mother in the hustle and bustle of modern life and cement. To be with love, you have the absolute freedom to be who you are. I think when you act as one-dimensional beings. By this I mean you your focus is only on physical matter, one dimension then you're more susceptible to fear, isolation, judgment, depression, addiction, and victimization. When you introduce other dimensions into your life, you can shift these patterns to more for fun things. Yeah, like joy, happiness, love, confidence, strength, clarity, faith, honesty. So how do you add dimensions to your life? I think by raising the frequency of your thoughts and heart through love, that's the mechanism to raise your energy. And I think it's also intention. It may seem like a simple thing, but intention is very powerful. When you have faith and intend to manifest or to communicate with your guides and intend to be the highest good, and your communication is for the highest good, then it will happen. It will give you a freedom to know there is something for you personally beyond the one dimensional matter. It will aid immensely in your daily life, in the physical
0: plane. What, where, and who is God to you?
2: God means different things to different people. There are a wide variety of religions that have their own God. Unfortunately, historically, people have had wars over which God is the God and who is right. To me, this doesn't make sense and indicates more about the human condition of needing to be right than it does of the need to look at a higher level of existence. Since there are over 7 billion people on the planet Earth, that would be a lot of right people. (laughs) They would all feel like they're right. It can be complicated. Indeed, if everyone is right, it makes it look very much like no one's right, which makes it even more complicated. For me personally... I believe there is one God who sent messiahs to the different cultures to help and support them in their quest to grow and develop as souls. Jesus would have looked funny in China, just as Buddha would have stood out at the time in Western cultures. Now there's more of a blending of East and West religions with the original religion also present and intact. There are many choices in the world. I think this is really great. Imagine one God created the world and us, as well as the planets and stars and galaxies. There are 125 billion galaxies in the universe from the Hubble Deep Field experiments. That is quite a range. Actually, it's hard for me to imagine so many galaxies out there, 125 billion, and we're just in the Milky Way. In a way, it's actually nice to be relatively safe in our small world. Where I'm going with this is, (laughs) I think we have access to more than we make use of. We have access to other people intuitively. We can sense what is happening often. If we pay attention and we're not distracted by our own life movie. This aspect of our nature to me verifies the concept that we're all part of a greater whole, part of God. Through this connection, we can access our intuition, our manifestations, and if we so choose, the bigger universe. For me, this is as close as I come to knowing who God is. A creator who gave us infinite freedom to create and learn. Who's part of us and everything around us. Who can grant audience if we're interested. And who can give us what we want for the good of all. Since God is all. What is to be spiritual? And what is spirituality? To me, spirituality is going beyond what is physical. To go where no man has gone, to quote Star Trek. Sorry, I I just couldn't resist. Um, Let's see. (laughs) Spirituality. It is to see and look for part of us that is beyond the physical aspects of our eyes, ears, and bodies. It's to give meaning to the more mundane aspects of our lives. I think without it, we are missing a huge part of our reality. I believe that our reality is more than the physical aspects of our being. It goes to the soul aspects that I believe motivate us in the physical reality we are experiencing. When we miss these non-physical aspects of our natures. We tend to feel empty and look for other forms of entertainment. That can be drugs, the adrenal rush of drama in our life, even finding love as a story, or a feeling totally right in all that we do, irrespective of others. It's all part of our entertainment in a way. I think to be spiritual, you start to see how we are all in fact connected, how each one of us has a reason to be here and experience this world in their own way. It may not be a way you understand from an outside perspective or know the reasons for, but it's each person's choice as human beings to live this experience on Mother Earth. At a spiritual level, you can come to grips with each person being their own planet and world. It doesn't mean you don't try to help those who want help, but it means that you respect who they are, even if they don't understand and respect themselves at that point in time. You acknowledge their process. I think on a spiritual level, we've all come here for a reason, for an experience It is an incredible planet, which I dearly love. So to be spiritual for me is to think beyond the physical and see the subtle variations and vibrations around us, to use our intuition, to understand at some small level why we've come and what our goals are here on our Mother Earth. My goal is to respect those around me, even if I don't understand their path. Well, that's one of my goals, as you already know. When I was learning German, there was a quote in the study guide by the German philosopher Goethe. I've always remembered it. The quote was, Everyone has their own pathway to heaven. I think this is very true. And for me, it sums up our process very simply.
0: How do you define success? What is to be successful to you?
2: Success, in the physical sense, is to succeed at whatever goals you've set yourself. You want a job, you study to achieve that aim. You get the job and you have been successful. You may want to have friends, so you invite people over and look for groups you can relate to and find friends. In this way, you take actions to obtain your goal and eventually succeed, um, ensure your success. Often, if no action is taken to gain success, and success is attained without actions to create it, people do not take it seriously, I think. They can feel that they are not deserving of the success at a subconscious level. I think this is actually reflected in the number of drugs taken by people that have sudden success in their life. The good news is, I think on a spiritual level, you can't fail. I like this part. My feeling is that since we came to experience different realities, we get to learn as much or as little as we want to. This does not mean it's a (laughs) free-for-all, but it does mean that you do not always have to be so hard on yourself. Then, if we decide it's not enough, we come back and have another round of experiences. Hopefully, Mother Earth will be available Or, if not, one of the other billions of planets will let us have an experience we feel we need there. Spiritually, I think whatever we do is a success. As we are on a path of experiencing and learning, we are part of God who is also experiencing through us. We have soul groups and karmic connections that we get to play with it really is a wonderful system. I believe that we ourselves are the judge at the end of the day. So this means to me, if we declare that we are successful and truly believe it, we are successful. How did you become a writer? I've written books for years. Writing comes relatively easily to me. However, to be more accurate, (laughs) I should say I have started books for years. There have been so many, on so many different subjects. Cookbooks, an animal sign book, a sci-fi, 17 self-help books, and two children's books. I never finished any of them, with the exception of one children's book, which I never published. And of course, it was short. (laughs) I started to think that this was not a very constructive activity. So one day, I asked my guides what I should write about that I would actually finish. I got a clear answer. It was a spiritual subject or something on spirituality. I did not feel I was qualified for this. So being sensible, I ignored the answer. I should mention (laughs) that I had been communicating with my guides for many, many years with great success and rather counted on the communications to simplify my life, um, which is convenient sometimes. (laughs) Some of the experiments that I did to make me comfortable with this communication with my guides, I talk about in my book, Spiritual Reality, Transforming the Ordinary into the Extraordinary. So with time and frustration, I asked again (laughs) and got the same answer. I kept asking and the answer did not change. Finally, I gave in. (laughs) And I asked about the book and how and where I should write it I followed the instructions to write my book, which, in fact, I finally did finish and publish. I now have done the first draft for two books in this genre and I have ideas for two more. They're all on spiritual subjects, so likely I'll finish and publish them.
0: <laughs> what was the inspiration, intention and purpose of writing your book?
2: A very simple answer to this question would be, I was told to. At first, it was difficult, as I had all sorts of logical reasons or mental resistance to exposing myself and my true feelings and experiences. I'd been a scientist for my adult life and had basically been hiding out as far as what I believed and the world around me. I was a round peg in a square hole. With this background, I basically kept my viewpoints to myself. Being an introvert by nature, I was fine by this. Um, science was a fascinating escape from the world around me, lots of interesting experiments to get involved in and avoid the greatest society. The clear and persistent messages from my guides, however, (laughs) moved me to write my book. I wrote the book as it resonated with my heart, and it was relatively easy to write. I did have some restrictions. Um, It was flowing like a river to the sea, in effect. At one point, I had threatened that if it was not easy to write, I would not do it. (laughs) You have to bargain sometimes. So then the guidance and messages were consistent and clear. I followed the advice. I began to realize that there were others out there who had similar beliefs and it wasn't so strange to put myself out there. My intention in doing this is to help others and to see and be comfortable with things that are happening in their lives and help them to realise they're not alone in this exploration. It may not be on the main news media channels, but it is real and important to life on the planet as we know it, as well as to each individual. The book I wrote is short and simple, covering a wide range of topics and my experiences with them. The topics range from the agreements we make with all those around us, um, all those around us, that includes things, actually, to love, to manifesting, living in the moment, and living well in your wonderful body. I'd like to inspire people to look at the events in their own life and incorporate some of this knowledge to enhance their life. In doing this, I believe they will change and influence those around them as well, in a positive way. I'm very much in love with the planet and feel that we are a part of her. She needs us to shift and support her shift. This is another purpose for writing the book. It's also rather self-centred, maybe. As without Mother Earth in a relatively stable state, we don't have a home. Where can we find more
0: information about you, your work, products, services, and future projects?
2: I can be contacted via my website at www.lydiaannmitchell.com. That's L Y D I A. A-N-N-E-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L dot com. My website includes my books, blogs, courses, and feng shui consultations. My book is in three versions, ebook, soft cover, and hard cover, sold in the major suppliers such as Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Baobo Press. The website also includes my integrated soul program of courses, and that is program spelled with double M, uh, the Australian way of spelling it. The integrated soul program is made up of the following online courses. The first in the series is the Alchemy of Love, which is an online course about setting you free, free to love yourself and free to love others. The next course is Gratitude Revealed. Without love, there's no gratitude. Without gratitude, there's no joy. With this in mind, the second course is about gratitude, how to attain it, and how to nurture it, and how it changes your life. The third course in the series is Forgiveness Made Easy. It is a course about another form of freedom, the freedom to release chains that you may not even be aware that you have. Once they're gone, your life takes on a clearer, simpler, and more joyful perspective. The fourth course is let there be joy. You've gone through the process of increasing your love quota, creating more gratitude in your life, You've learned to jumpstart your ability to forgive. And now you're ready for the boost in joy you will receive for the wonderful effort you have put into following the previous three courses. I can raise your immune system with joy. You can give your body the message that it wants to be here on this earth. With the frameworks and meditations in these courses, Your life flows in a direction that creates more joy and love and miracles happen. For those of you who have finished the four courses, you have love, gratitude, forgiveness and joy in hand on your life journey. Now what? How do you incorporate these into the bigger picture of your soul purpose in your life? Well, find this out in the final course, finding your soul purpose. For those taking all five courses, there's a bonus course, Creating a Sacred Space with Feng Shui. You've studied and shifted the levels of love, gratitude, forgiveness, and joy in your life. You know where you're going. Now we want to anchor them in your home environment. Your environment reflects and also supports who you are. Setting up a sacred space in your home will support you on many levels. Even a glance at the space you have created will bring you back in alignment with your goals and who it is you are. All these courses can be done separately or as a unit for a much reduced price. I'm also on Facebook at The Integrated Soul Program with a double M. Instagram at Lydia and with an E on the end Mitchell double L <laughs> you know their names anyway um, and at Twitter at Lydia and Mitchell or Lydia and
0: Mitch one. We are almost at the end of our conversation and I have two final questions for you. If you knew you would die soon meaning losing the body. Would you make any change in your life or do
2: anything in a different way? If you know, you would die soon. As far as the past is concerned, I would not have had it any differently. I've had an incredible life, living in different countries with stress and fun along the way. Whatever I've done has been an education and worthwhile. I feel very blessed. The only thing I would have liked to change, maybe, <laughs> is that I could have been less serious overall. But there is still time. It is something I am still working on. I'd like to make changes now. Hmm. Well, would I would I like to make changes now? It depends on when I thought the end would come. We all die at some point in our life's journey. It's part of the journey. If it was in the next couple of weeks, I'd rent a cabin by the beach and just stare at the water and be grateful to still be alive for the moment. Um, I could call and text a lot of friends and say goodbye and thank them for their contribution to my life and most probably cry a lot but or somewhat. (laughs) But if it was in, say, a month... Uh, I'd organise what I could of my paperwork and help out the transition. Then go to the beach and call my friends. (laughs) Well, this is assuming that I was mobile. If I wasn't, uh, I'd just lay around and meditate and connect with people when I could, being grateful for the life experience I've had and all the people in it, even those I haven't met (laughs) Thank you so much
0: for your presence, for sharing your wisdom and doing what you do.
2: Thank you so much for letting me be on your show and all your podcasts. And I wish you all love and the best.
1: Thank you for listening. To learn more about Dr. Lydia A. Mitchell and her work, please visit mitchell.com
0: To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.